welcome to Trial 2 in the Maze Runner series. Here at Yowie Reddit, I'm your host, Meggie. And I'm also your host. My name's Laura. And we are talking Maze Runner, specifically the second book in the series, Scorch Trials, today. Yo, I'm excited for this one because this book slapped. I think that this book was better than the first. I agree. This book, the first one, the pacing, it gets a little weird. Yeah. But this one just feels like it's like it's it all moves together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes in the first book it was stagnant yeah. and then I needed action. Um, and it's fine if they want to do slice of life in the maze. Yeah. Love getting to know them. Yeah. But this one had the perfect balance yeah. of those down moments and then also crazy action. Yeah, this one said the stakes, they're higher now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, some of the things that they throw at the Gladers and their subsequent company is nuts it's insane like this book is absolutely like I hardly remember reading this so uh like I remembered the first one a little bit more when I was reading it but this one I was just like oh wow this is taking turns that I do not remember <laughs> and I never read this one yeah as a kid oh I never so read sweet. it how sentimental for you to get to read this after years of not having done so I know I popped my cherry oh <laughs> it's very beautiful that's really romantic um, speaking of romantic, we start off with our two titular main characters, Thomas and Teresa, a little TNT for you. Yeah, we're picking up right off where book one left. They're doing some telepathic flirting. Hot. And Thomas is just going to sleep, has a cute dream about his mom and his dad who got sick with the flare. And they are all still, is this, they're still in the co-ed Yeah, yeah, I, you thought that dream was sweet? I thought it was sad. It's his parents saying, his mom signing over papers to give him away. I think, <laughs> I think it's nice because he had a memory about his parents. Like, Aww. was it good? No. I know, in this scene when, like, Teresa was like, I can't sleep. I was like, are they going to go canoodle somewhere? And they don't. And I was kind of bummed. They don't. Um, no, unfortunately, the complete opposite yeah. happens. Um, Teresa in her separate bunk in this little place Dorm. that they've been rescued at. I kept picturing like a, like a YMCA gym with like two rooms off of it. One for Teresa, one for the boys. Oh yeah. Like I definitely did envision the co-ed bunk situation as like a building with, um, cement blocks kind of in it. And yeah. then maybe they're painted different colors yeah. as their rooms. And Teresa interrupts Thomas's dream and is like, something is wrong. That's what she's thinking and they're telepathic yeah. communicating. Yeah, and Thomas is too tired to give a shit right now. Instead, he's going to keep sleeping, catch some of those Zs, and he's going to wake up to absolute fucking chaos. Mm -hmm. Some guy who's all bloodied and shit with, like, red bloodshot shot eyes and a sunburn is at the window and he's yelling at him. He's not holding any cards close to his chest. No. He's like, I'm a crank. Yeah, I'm a crank, and he's also saying, kill me, and, like, there's bars on the windows, and the guys are like, were those there last night? Last night we were eating pizza, we were having the best time, um, and Thomas is like, I gotta go find Teresa, she's all alone, and lo and behold, Teresa is missing, um, and yeah. it's a whole mess, like, they have to break out of their door and into this gym, and they find all of these rescuers hanging from the ceiling yeah I, the way my jaw dropped i was like oh boy i do not remember this book because oh this is God. a vividly described scene yes so they they walk into the common room which is i mean you know you've been in a common space i've never you've never been <laughs> no, in a common space i haven't i imagined a lot of ping pong tables <laughs> 
<laughs> and all the people who saved them, they're strung up by their necks dead, and their faces are kind of purple. Like, they're, I would say, like, maybe stage three of rigor mortis, kind of, um, like, plump. Like Violet Beauregard and Willy Wonka, but uh-huh. not in the fun way because they're dead. Yeah, she was alive. Yeah, in a way that they was like, it's like it's obvious they have been there for some hours. Yeah, and they. What's awful is like Mino has to go turn on the lights, so they don't even see them hanging. They're just bumping into them in the dark. Ugh. <gasps> uh, yeah, and they get to Teresa's door, and it's labeled the Betrayer, and they're like, that's fucking wild. Um, and even though Thomas couldn't get you know a hold of her telepathically, he still can't. And she's not even in her room. Like I said, she's missing. A different person is there. His name is Aris. And he, like, he says, like, what what, what are you clinks doing here or whatever? Like, because yeah. he has his own version of Shuck. Yeah. Uh, we learn that Aris is also from a maze. However, he was the only boy in a gr- maze of girls. Much like Teresa was the only girl in a maze of boys. And that's when we learn. Uh, we learned this in the epilogue of the last book. This is when we learn... There's two mazes! Yeah, yeah. So Thomas goes to look for Teresa to no avail. And Aris explains a little bit his maze. Also 50 girls. Um, and before that they ca- all came here, they were held in a gym yeah. before getting here. We also learned that Aris knows how to speak telepathically. Yeah. And Aris says that Wicked killed his best friend who would be the female version of Thomas yeah. in his maze runner. Which is sad. Her name is Rachel. Um, but something spooky. Aris has a tattoo on his neck, like he's been little branded, like a little cow. And it says, like, you the know, partner. Yeah, it says the partner on it. And then they realize they all have tattoos. Nino says he's the leader. Newt says he's the glue. Yeah. And Thomas says to be killed by groupie. Yikes. <laughs> Slaughtered like an animal. Yikes. You know how cows have those tags on yeah, their Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. That's Thomas. What do you think your, um, your tag would say? Ooh, I think mine would say thickest ass. Oh, really? I mean, I kind of am manifesting that in 2023. I love that. <laughs> what, what would yours say? Oh, gosh. What would mine say? Um, I like uh, to think that mine would say, like, the intellectual slut. Like, something fun like that. Ooh, I love that. I read a tweet today that said there are three genders, which is princess, slut, and loser. Oh, my gosh. Which... What if you identify with all of them? Are you... I think, well, okay, I think I started as slut and then transitioned to princess. Like, I think my gender right now is princess. What about you? Um, I think my gender is always going to be slut. At the end of the day, <laughs> it is. I love that. Yeah. I'm in reformation school. <laughs> Do you remember on VH1 there were those, like, charm schools for all yes! the people? Oh, my God. We need to Monique, start watching. Monique's charm school? Was yeah, was? there was one for, like, the Rock of Love bus girls, too. Oh, my God. Uh, start that and then email us at Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com one of our followers um tell us your thoughts we'll yeah watch if everybody you. used to love the VH1 reality shows as much as Maggie and I let us know what would you do if to be killed by Laura was on my neck would you do it no yeah. I don't think so I wouldn't either I mean yeah yeah I don't think I could I'd be like that doesn't mean shit to me yeah then I go kill the person who gave you that tattoo without you knowing. I hate when people don't get consent from my best friend. That was beautiful. Yeah, thanks. That was a poem. <laughs> so the alarms start going off, and that means, uh-oh, newbie time. There's a newbie coming up. Yeah, and the lights go out again, which that sucks because those people are still hanging in the gym. 
I went to one haunted house in Cedar Rapids once, and I literally fell to the floor and laid there as I'm the lights were going ha- off. I'm not a haunted house person. I don't like being scared in real life. No, there was a clown chasing me. I just That's... sat on the ground. I said, someone come get me. Whoever decided to invent haunted houses as a thing, I'd like to have a word with you because I disagree. I kind of feel like what the Gladers are going through right now is their own haunted house. Yeah, I mean, pretty much it's just three books of haunted houses. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Well, when the alarms go off, the curse is risen. The bodies are gone. And that's nuts. Like I read that and again, jaw on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's essentially like all an optical illusion. The cranks are gone, the windows are covered in brick now. Yeah. And there's fresh clothes laid out for them. Which honestly, really nice. I would I would go through all of that for a new wardrobe. Love this Airbnb. <laughs> Teresa's sign, the betrayer, has also changed to Aris's sign. Oh my god, I would be uh, gaslighting myself. Oh my god, the wicked is gaslighting these boys, which, like, honestly, they deserve it. They're boys. Yeah. They're gonna, if they weren't here, they'd be out, like, playing games with women. They'd be in a alley breaking mirrors. Yeah. And so Thomas, one of our toxic males, pushes for Teresa one last time with his mind. And he finds she's angry, which she should be. And she also we're turning on the boys well, as readers. Well, she also readers. doesn't seem like she remembers him, which is like, again, like, we're like, okay, what's going on? Um, oh, so yeah. it's weird. Um, he falls asleep somehow. And he has, like, I don't <laughs> no, know. Tony. I don't know how you're sleeping in these uh, in these situations. Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a drawer full of clothes and a second drawer just full of tiny pink pills of Benadryl. One of the trials is survive your blood turning to Benadryl. Wow. Could be scary. Um, but, um, oh my gosh, Mikey, I was having so much fun. I lost so, my... So, that's okay. Teresa indicates that he might have the flair and Newt is like, everyone be calm. Do not worry. Um, if, you know, they've been sent there. That doesn't mean the creators are just going to let them starve because they're going on like three days of no food. Yeah, they spent three days with no food and just like getting water from the bathroom. Um, and eventually one day, you know, wakes up Thomas with an apple and there's a huge feast in this common area. And then you pan right and there's a white, a man in a white suit and he's reading a book at a desk and there's like a thing of plexiglass blocking him from the rest of everybody. And they dub him the Rat Man because he looks like a little rat. He's reading Tolstoy's War and Peace. He better be. In a dress. No. Yeah, seriously. And he says that they've got 47 minutes before he's going to tell them anything. So y'all better just eat up before the next phase starts. Yeah, phase two. And they're like, oh, gosh. Um, He drops a truth bomb. Yeah, he, he gives us a lot of details. He basically says, hey, you're going through some trials. Everything's going to save the human race. Don't believe what you see. So we're getting like a lot laid on right now. Very, very thick. Yeah. He's coming off too strong. He indicated the bodies were an illusion. Yeah. And Wicked can just do stuff like that, which is horrifying. Yeah. And he's like, also like, also you guys are never going to understand why we're doing all of this until we get to the end of the trial. So you kind of just have to keep going along with us. Cool. And they're like, we, why would we want to go along with you? Yeah. And he's like, well, not really up to you because it's time for things to get difficult. 
they all caught the flare virus. It's going to ravage their brain and turn off their empathy. And they're going to become animals. Not a good situation. Yeah. And their reward for going through this scorch is they're going to get the cure to this. Yeah. So he's going to say, and, you know, tomorrow morning you're going to go through this wall and you're going to go 100 miles north and you're going to find a safe haven. That's your only instruction. They don't fucking know where they're going yet. They're, like, just going through a, a what's called a flat trans, which is just a screen that teleports them. Um, yeah. Also, if you didn't, because it's go to the flat trans. Find a way to open air and then travel north for 100 miles. I'm sorry. If I didn't have my iPhone, I would not know where north is. I would never know where north is. I think even if I spent two years in the maze like Nino did, I still would not understand. Oh, my God, no. Like, northeast, west. Like, even when I'm here, I'm like, which way is north? Which way south? Which way is east? I don't know. It's very difficult. But Nino, Newt, and Thomas are favorite musketeers. They're going to prep for tomorrow. They decide to make, like, sheet packs with the leftover food and the sheets from the bed. Since they don't really have any bags, they don't know what the food situation is going to be. Very, very smart. They decide Nino's going to lead them because he has the leader tattoo, so that seems obvious. Yep. Um, yeah. So they go to bed. Doors open at 6 a.m. They wake up promptly. Nino's like, I'm going to go first, and Thomas, you're going to go last to make sure everyone gets through. Yeah. So they get through. They're edging their way down the flat trans that they're now in. And they're halfway through. It's, like, a very dark hallway. I viewed it as, like, kind of a cylinder. Yeah, like a tunnel. Tunnel. Um, And you can't see anything. Yeah. And they're halfway through this very dark tunnel when a voice overhead says, go back now and you won't be sliced. Yeah. So now we're kind of getting the tricks. The tricks are happening. Um, and we get, there's another voice that says, like, this is a one chance deal. And, like, some people are like, we should go back. And then Thomas, our Lord and Savior, he's like, guys, no. He said we were, they were going to play tricks on us. That's a trick. Um, I would think everything that I didn't like was a trick. I would, is, like, I would die so fast. I would literally start to think, like, the people I'm surrounded by are robots. Like, I feel like I would lose my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. I would, I would be like, everyone's a fucking spy for Wicked. Everyone's fake. Yeah. Um, but um, they, they keep trekking forward. They all agree to keep trekking forward. Nice. Uh, but then one glader starts screaming and then convulsing, and then he's on the floor. Thomas, our lord and savior, is trying to yes. help this boy, and when he, he can't see him at all because it's so dark, and when he gets to the kid's head, it's a metal ball that rolls away, and the body just goes limp. Yeah, it... I thought that was a trick at first, too. It was really confusing how that was described. I know, and I was like, oh, this is Wicked playing a trick on him. Because Thomas was like, oh, he didn't even know who this boy was. And then they were like, no, that's Frankie. And that was real. And I was like, the fuck? So Newt gets to the ball. They figure out this is actually a thing that's happening. And they're like, protect your heads. We must run. And uh, sadly, another person does get swiped by the death ball. And they continue to run. Yep, they're running in the dusty dark. Mino eventually runs into a staircase, and above is the sun. Yeah. And shit, that shit is so bright. Yeah, they stay down there for too long, being like, "Mm, but it's really bright up there. (laughs) And they fuck over Winston in this instance because some silver goo they see is falling from the ceiling. And Winston says, like, oh, guys, watch out. Everyone takes a step away. And this goo just, like, still, like, magnets itself to Winston's face. And we realize, oh, this is one of those death balls Winston's about to get got by it, and Thomas, our lord and savior, has to help him get it off. I really, okay, I feel like my problem with this series is that Thomas does, like, all the heavy work, and I'm like, can spread it up a little bit? Why doesn't Newt do some shit? He was second in command. I would really like if uh, James Dashner, like, let other people have their moments. Yeah. Like, Thomas doesn't need the spotlight. He's like a steamroller in improv. Like, you don't want to be on that person's team. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's someone that your improv teacher would be like, do stand-up. I think you should do stand-up. Yeah, they'd be like, maybe 
uh, maybe just, you know, be the straight man, this person. Maybe sit in the background. I was kind of okay with Winston's face getting burned off since he was the keeper of the slaughterhouse. And it was described in the last book that he, like, kind of liked his job a little too much. Yeah, maybe Winston actually did deserve it the entire time. (laughs) I'm, I'm serious. I was like, it's okay that he's gone. So Thomas bandages um, his hand with the bed sheets as he's ripping off this, like, really hot goo, and he throws it down the hall where it hovers. It's hovering in midair, and then it takes off. That sucks. That That fucking sucks. Terrifying. Uh, All Winston's hair gets ripped off, his head's bleeding. I wrote a sad face, because it is sad. That is really sad. And then they're like, cool, so we're going to go out into this white hot light real soon, because we don't want that to happen to any of us. That cool with you, Winston? Yeah, Mino tests it. They wrap themselves in bed sheets because otherwise they will get second degree burns. And with the sheets like barely protecting them as they run up the stairs mm-hmm. to this wasteland of dust and rocks that is so bright, they describe it as just like they can't breathe. Yeah. It is windy. Everything it's is. It's a wasteland, a deserted wasteland. Which, okay, if you aren't covered by the bed sheets, which it feels like later on, sometimes they just get acclimated to mm-hmm. the sun being, I assume, very close to this earth now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you get secondhand burns? Um, I guess it depends on if it's, like, you know, 180 degrees. Yeah. You know, it's, like, I feel like they would get really bad sunburn, but I guess it depends on the actual temperature outside and how hot the sun is. Oh, I guess that is true, because, like, the Middle East in the summer gets to, like, 130. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's hot outside, but I guess it depends on... I guess your body would acclimate. Yeah, especially if they have sheets covering them. That's That's a good move. Yeah. Um, but they also see that there's a town off in the distance, and without anybody questioning directions, they're just like, that's north, that's where we're going. Um, couldn't be me, I would say no, but uh, I would be like, are we sure that's north? Mm -hmm. Um, but Thomas and Aris end up sharing a a sheet for cover, and they talk about their gals, Thomas talks about Teresa, and Aris talks about Rachel, Mm -hmm. um, and then here's where things start getting interesting, because they see people start running towards them. Yep, these two cranks from way this distance, way far away, the town that they can see, start circling the group, and they're saying very weird things, like, not all cranks are past the gone. Yeah. Which, we don't know what that is. Yeah. And they also drop that the other group of girls is supposed to kill this group of guys. Yeah, and they also say that this is the Scorch, so we get a name now for this space. Yeah. Um, Like the book, The Scorch Trials. Um, nightfall comes, and they hear a girl screaming off in the distance, oh. and I'm gonna say it, I do not like these trials. Uh, so they start running towards the city. Yeah. Um, and we do learn, we, wait, the girls, we learn less of the girls died? Oh, less of the girls died escaping Yeah, because ours talks about his maze. Which we love. Um, and him and uh, Thomas are becoming, like, a little buddy-buddy. Ours is, like, pitching ideas of, like, what Wicked might be testing. He's like... Maybe they're going to, like, breed us since they're, like, looking for the best. Yeah. And he's like, or maybe they only want, like, one group to survive, so they're going to, like, like pull the plug on one of us. And I'm like, those are really good. Those are good guesses. I wouldn't have gotten there, but. Oh, I wouldn't either. Yeah. As they're talking, though, very rudely, the girl who's screaming stops. So, like, she's not demanding attention anymore. Yeah. And Thomas is like, I'm pretty sure it's Teresa, and I should go alone to talk to her. Yeah, um, and he, he goes to this person who's, you know, covered, and then follows her through, a, like, a doorway into a little room that appears somewhere. Uh, but it is Teresa, and she tells him to get away from her. Um, and Thomas recognizes the way she's acting as the way Galley was acting when he revealed that he could be controlled. So he's like, oh, no, they're controlling Teresa. 
They do kiss. We're like, we do get a kiss in this book really early on. It's really exciting. Very cute. Uh, but Teresa tells him to like, no, get away. And Thomas is like, I'll come back for you. I'll find you. And he just runs because he's just like so heartbroken. Yeah, because she's like, everyone's got to run. So Thomas starts running. Everyone starts running with him until they eventually collapse, exhausted as the sun's coming up. Yeah. And Mino's like, Thomas, what the hell was that? You went into a room where a strange woman was and then you just started running. And I didn't even realize how funny that was. Yeah. (laughs) And then Thomas has to explain like, oh, that was Teresa and she's being controlled. And Mino's a rider dies. So he's like, buddy, I get it. But buddy, hey, I get it. Whatever was back there was probably a trap. And Wicked will probably make Teresa pay for saying anything at all. Exactly. So they decide they got to rest because they've been running. Yeah. So they're resting in the sun under these sheets. And when Thomas wakes up from his little Teresa dream. Yeah. He's, buddy, he's lost his sheet to the wind. What a, what a. Keep tabs on it. You gotta, like, you gotta put it under your body and then you put it over your body. Make your little sandwich in a sheet. You don't just put it over you like a little blanket. What's he doing? I love that that was your solution because mine was get a three-hole punch, punch a hole in the blanket, get a pair of handcuffs, handcuff yourself to the blanket. Maggie, I'd love to know where they're getting this material in in a desert. (laughs) Well, you know, in the maze order, they could put it in the box, but the box now is just the sky, so just throw up. Throw your requests up into the sky. Got it. So you're inferring <laughs> yeah. that there's a box from the sky now that has uh, that we haven't been confirmed. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of you can just throw your requests up into the sky. That's a fun I'm idea. I'm like Josie and the Pussycats on DVD. They <laughs> get to a part where DVDs just start raining from the sky and they're like, everyone take cover! Yeah, that's, that's what Amazon needs to do next. Um, but... <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, they keep moving, and they see an old man on the ground. He's a crank, and he's further past than the other cranks that we saw, uh, since we now know that there's levels of crank. Yeah, he's looking up at the sky, and which he's is like, like, oh, a storm is coming. Is he further gone, or is he meditating? I don't know. <laughs> is he we don't actually know. We don't spend this much time with this crank. No. Uh, but he, he seems to be warning them of a storm. And then the wind really starts picking up. Yeah. Um, and then lightning starts happening. And y'all, this shit's crazy. Oh my god. I would say that this was the craziest part of the books was the consistent lightning storms because it just like shakes the earth. Like if you've ever played Sims 4, sorry, go with me on this one. <laughs> And there's a light. I apologize. And there's a lightning storm, and it kind of shakes your computer. Imagine that, but in real life, <laughs> like everything is white when there's a lightning that yeah. hits, and, and like it hits frequently. Yeah, and the thing is, is like when this like hits the ground, it like leaves like smoke behind. Like it is not like uh, oh, it's just in the sky. It is crashing down into the ground so much so that it crashes into a glader. And absolutely obliterates him. His name's Jack. He gets his legs zapped off. Yeah, like it just fucking wrecks him. And he's and nobody nobody stops. Everyone's like, nah, sucks for him. And they just keep running. Yeah, because that's how bad it is. Mino's clothes catch on fire. And yeah, and Thomas, Thomas saves him. Of course he does. They get to the city. They pass out in a building. Um, Mino wakes up and his burns are really bad, but he'll recover. Yeah, and Newt also is like, I feel like it'd be easier to be dead at this point. And it does make me wonder how many question suicide at this point. I don't know, because during the lightning storm, seven died. There's yeah. only 11 people left. That's a lot to die in a lightning storm. Holy shit. I know. Um, But they're venturing into the city. Next level of uh, the Scorch. And... They eventually get cornered 
by a crank named Jorge, yep. uh, who says he's in charge of this town. Yep. Jorge starts being like, Wicked left us here to rot or kill each other, but enough about me. I want to know about you. And Mino's like, we can easily overpower you. And Jorge's like, apologize in 10 seconds. And then uh, Mino doesn't because Mino stands up for what's, what he believes in. Hot. Mino's a fuckboy who never apologizes. Um, Go on fuckboy island. Uh, and Jorge starts beating the shit out of him. And other people are like trying to help. But then Thomas realizes there's like more cranks coming from like the top floors and like other places. And they're like, oh no, we're surrounded. Um, and Jorge's like, give me one reason why I shouldn't kill your friend. And Thomas is like, just let me talk to you one-on-one. And Jorge's like, fine, I'll give you 10 minutes. So Thomas tells him everything and hints at that maybe if, if he goes with him, they can all get the cure at the end of this little passage. And Jorge's like, that's pretty dope. You know, me, myself, I'm only a few weeks into having the flare. Those who are far gone are past a place called the gone. And the place that they're in right now, this whole city, was set up by Wicked for some reason. And he was sent here along with a few other people. Yeah. Um, and then Thomas basically convinces him, like, well, maybe if you help me and my friends, Wicked can get you the cure too. Because they're promising us the cure. Yeah. And Jorge's like, okay, I will help you and your friends on one condition. And Thomas is like, anything, I've already agreed to it. Don't say anything else. And he's like, cool, I'm glad you agreed. We're going to kill your friend Nino. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And Thomas is like, no, that's not going to happen. And Jorge's like, okay, fine. Final spare. Fine. Yeah. Since we need more people fighting, says Thomas. Yeah. And I will do my best to get you all there. But Jorge does say he's not going to take all his cranks. He's only going to take one pal, and that is Brenda. Yeah, and he's also going to cut off two of Nino's fingers. Yeah. And that's, which, that's the condition. Which Thomas is like, that's not an upgrade from the death yeah, thing, Yeah, and he's like, shut up and just go with me. I'm in charge. So Jorge's like, great. Hey, all you other cranks. I'm in charge. I'm going to take these these losers to our food stash, and then I'm going to take them aware. I need to take them because I'm in charge. Um, and we're going to cut off two of Mino's fingers. Meet us here at this time. Yep, they're going to meet at the tower at noon. Meanwhile, Brenda is immediately cozying up to Thomas, kisses him on the cheek, and says he should be the leader, and that she likes him. Yeah, it's a, it's, she's coming off real Oh my god, Brenda lays it on thick. And Thomas, like, already, like, decides that he kind of likes her, and I think Thomas just likes attention. Oh, for sure, because he, oh my gosh, the back and forth of, I kind of like Brenda, but I feel guilty about it because of Teresa, but I haven't seen Teresa in a while. I don't even know if she's alive. Oh my God, the wandering fucking eye. Um, So Brenda takes them to a place, feeds them beans, as you do. Yeah, but things things cannot all be fine when you're eating beans in the scorch because an explosion happens that causes uh, Brenda and Thomas to have to separate from the other group because it's like kind of split the floor. It sucks. She was just telling him about his par- her parents in Canada. Yeah, right? And uh, Brenda ends up telling Thomas that she wants a cure too. And she's kind of trying to like get Thomas to say like, oh, we can abandon everybody else and we can just go get the cure together. And Thomas is like, absolutely not. Also, stop being so flirty. And she's like, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm just being so crazy. Here, let's go through the underneath. This is like a shortcut. And the underneath is just a s- series of scary tunnels. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been separated from the pals. What are you going to do? So you got to follow this girl who kind of knows the place. Yeah, and immediately they feel like someone's following them. And it ends up not being someone. It ends up being a whole group of cranks that want their fucking skin. 
Yeah, not good. No. One of them specifically keeps really egging on about their nose. He's, like, fascinated with wanting their nose. Yeah, well, it's because he doesn't have one anymore. He doesn't have one. Pretty scary stuff. So, uh, there's um, three cranks that are all following them. Yeah. They start running away through the tunnels, and they enter a room that branches off. Yeah, Brenda has a hiding spot that's, like, under a table inside the wall. And Brenda's like, I don't think they'll find us here. Hold my hand. And Thomas is like, oh, I'm going to do it, but I feel so guilty about it. I feel so guilty. Um, so they're in this little nook underneath the table, and the cranks, they come, you know. But they don't find them. They don't find them under there. But then they do. But then they do. <laughs> the leader is waiting in that room in silence, and after a while, Brenda's like, okay, we've been waiting for a while, and they're gone. Yeah. Not true. He gets him. He gets him. He grabs Thomas's um by his shirt and he starts like banging him against the wall. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, and Brenda ends up like stabbing this crank's hand, and then they both get out of this little hole. Brenda ends up like holding this guy back, and she's like, Thomas, you have to kill the crank. And Thomas stabs him in the heart. Yeah, and Thomas is like, Oh, I killed a man. Or did I even do that? Because he's a crank. Oh, he feels so guilty about this. And Brenda's like, are you okay? And he's like, Brenda, no talk to me. We just got to get out of here. So they go through a little manhole and they're back in the desert. Yeah. And then they end up finding themselves in an alley for the night. And Brenda's like, this is a good idea. Trust me. Nobody goes in the alleys at night. Uh, They end up like sleeping on the back of a rusty truck. And they end up trauma bonding. Oh, yeah. Thomas is like, I feel guilty about killing that guy. And they're kind of talking about innocuous stuff before Brenda trauma dumps, which is my favorite vibe check of a convo where she's like, we can kill my my dad. (laughs) And also, I'm changing from the disease I have. Um, So, yeah. yeah. And she gives more flair backstory, yada, yada, yada. Um, they end up falling asleep somehow. I can't imagine anybody getting any sleep at any point in time in this book series. I feel like even if I was exhausted. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, he has another dream about, like, two people talking about, the you know, wicked, whatever. Um, he wakes up and he notices a sign on the wall that says, Thomas, you're the real leader. And, yeah. uh, he asks Brenda about it and she goes, yeah, those signs are all over the city and I was gonna wait to tell you, but I just didn't want you to, like, leave me... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Brenda, come on. She also, I feel like when I figured out when she was sleeping in the car in the alley and she was like, the cure is something called the bliss, which essentially just seems like alcohol. Like yeah. It like slows it down. Yeah, it's not a cure. It's like, a, that's like what their like medicine for it is essentially right now. She's constantly being a bit of a downer. Um, oh, constantly. But Brenda's like, oh yeah, that sign, I knew about that. I kind of figured it wasn't a coincidence when you showed up. And you said your name was Thomas. So I figured like you were the person I needed to follow. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole thing, but Thomas is like, okay, whatever, let's, like, get moving. We got, I still want to find my friends. Oh, um, she does pick up at this point that Thomas might have a girlfriend, Teresa, and she's like, do you guys have something going on? And it's really awkward. It's really awkward, because she did not want to hear that. No. Um, but as they're exiting the alley, three cranks corner them and say, hey, come to our crank party. They hear some drums getting banged down these alley stairs, and they're like, no, no thanks, but this woman with very long hair is, like, no, I don't think I don't think you heard us. And then two men with guns are like, "You're going to our party." Yeah, and so now we have to go to a crank party, and they do not want to be there. Um, no. The only thing worse than not getting invited to a party is being forced to go to a party that you don't want to go to. No, and you know that they drummed the YMCA at one point. Yeah, exactly. So they get Hate to that. this place, and they're like, "Hey, you know, take it easy. Make yourself 
like at home. Also, we've been watching you, so like we knew you guys were in that alley. That's so funny. Um, yeah, they also know that his name is Thomas. Yeah, and so like mm, now that we know these signs are a thing, can't be good news. No. Um, and this one person like hands him uh two uh glasses of liquid, and Thomas is like, no, thank you. And she's like, no, no, no. Here's my gun again. You're gonna drink this. We um, all know it's drugged. Yeah, it's drugged, and they get drugged immediately. So oh, like, yeah. Brenda immediately starts trying to make out with Thomas. Which, X to that. Honestly, when I'm in the club with the homies, I try to kiss them, too. Wow. You know they have a girlfriend? I No, I hook <laughs> up with them, and then they tell me afterwards they have a girlfriend. After wow. I put I Think I'm in Love by Jessica Simpson on a playlist wow. for them. Pain. Um, no, Thomas does the right thing, which is Brenda tries to kiss him, and he says, you're not Teresa, which would hurt in the moment, but yeah. I wish that would have happened to me, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> um, and then they, uh, Thomas wakes up, and he's in a different room, and he is tied to a chair, um, and Brenda's also tied to a chair on another side of the room. Ugh. Um, and I hate when we find ourselves in that Maggie, if we had a nickel. <laughs> if we Every time I wake up in a room with Laura and we're tied to a chair. After we've been just drugged by a bunch of cranks. And a party we didn't want to go to. Oh, we do go to a lot of parties we don't want to go to together. That one's realistic. (laughs) Um, And and on another note, invite us to your parties. We'd love to come. Oh, we would love to come. We promise we will not be like this. Um, So... The cranks are like, Thomas, tell us everything. So he's like, I mean, you're going to shoot my legs and Brenda if I don't. So I kind of got him. Yeah. So he tells them everything. He leaves out a few things like the cure and Teresa. And then there's some commotion happening upstairs. And they're like, oh, shit. And then the people interrogating them are like, we got to go check it out. And they're like, who's going to pop their head in the door? And then someone steps into the light, and it's Mino, baby. Yeah, Mino to the rescue. Finally giving Mino the spotlight he deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole thing. They end up getting them out. Mino gives them a quick lowdown on what they've been up to running through the village. Yeah. Thomas um, is like, ah, oh, geez. Well, now things are pretty tense with Brenda because she, I said that. Yeah, Brenda's pissed that he has a girlfriend, which, like, honestly, Brenda, it's not... It's not about you. And she does the thing where the guy is like, hey, are you okay? And she, like, turns around. She's like, I don't know. I don't know why you said, like, I'm not in love with you. I just want to have fun, okay? And then she, like, keeps walking, which is like, what? Brenda, you've known this person for a day. I think you have a bit of a crush. It sounds like a crush. It sounds like a little bit of desperation, if you know what I mean. Hey, that sounds like you might put, I think I'm in love by Jessica Simpson on a playlist for him. are you... Brenda? <laughs> oh, God. Pro- I would probably be Brenda over Teresa, which, wow, whatever. that's a bummer. So they leave the drum, I know, seriously, underground party, and Mino informs Thomas there's 11 of them still alive. That's yeah. great. Plus, Jorge's still around. And Mino's like, listen, um, are we leaving now? If anyone follows us, we'll, we'll kill you. Hey, you better stay down in that little basement. And they don't. he hears a shout, and Thomas turns around, and he gets shot Thomas in the gets shoulder. fucking shot. Isn't that nuts? And so the Gladers spring into Glader action, and they're going to carry Thomas away. He's passing in and out of consciousness. Or he's like, I can get the bullet out with fire. We yeah. need fire. And Brenda's like, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I wasn't that mad at you. So, like, Brenda's, like, apologizing to him. And it's like, a Brenda, now not the time to make it about you. He feels it, like, spreading in his shoulder, which means infection. Yeah. Um, because we know the guns in the Scorch are not clean It's gotta be a rusty bullet. It's gotta be a rusty bullet. You got tetanus and shot. And as a a big surprise to all of us, uh, Thomas ends up getting taken away by Wicked that comes down in like a berg, which I picture just as a blimp. 
So they take him to a hospital. The woman who is helping him is really pissed off because she's like, this wasn't supposed to happen on yeah. gun. Yeah, who gave them guns? Who gave them guns? They got to stitch him up and get him back out there. And he overhears them saying only four or five of the people respond well to the variables that they're going through right now in these trials. Yeah. They send him back. They lower him from the plane in a litter of ropes and shit. And everyone's like, what is happening? Yeah, so Thomas, like, gives them, like, the quick lowdown of, like, hey, apparently some of us are responding well to the variables. Others are not. (laughs) I know. Seriously. Yeah. It's like, that's like, oh, okay, well, I have off-brand Cheetos and my skin is breaking out. That's just response to the variables. It's their lives. Yeah. Not, like, something as casual as that. I know. Um, But Teresa pops in to just, like, warn Thomas that, like, something bad will happen and he just has to go with it. Yeah. Um, But they fall asleep at night. Thomas doesn't have time to think about what a Teresa's hidden code means. Um, and they sleep during the day so they can begin walking and scaling these mountains at night because I still got to get that at 100 miles. Thomas and Miranda make up kind of, and it's a little bit of flirty banter, but Teresa, when they are in these mountains, shows up, manifests out of nowhere. And she has a spear. Literally a spear. And, uh, then we see the girl group kind of backing Teresa up as good girls do, um, good Girls Gone Bad, Cobra Starship. And there's 20 of them, so they are outnumbered. Oh, Good Girls Gone Bad featuring yeah. Lee Meester. Ooh, what a good song. Great. Um, And Teresa ends up hitting Thomas with her spear, because all these girls have weapons, too, so, like, they're fucked. Um, and she starts asking Thomas his name, which is, like, kind of kinky, because she's, like, hitting him with a spear, and being like, <laughs> say your name, bitch. Yeah, we don't know if she knows who he is or not, but she's yeah. like, you're coming with us. We'll count to five and kill one of you each until he does. And, of course, Thomas, hero complex, goes, Teresa hits him. Someone puts a bag over his head. Yeah. And they're going, they're putting on a show. And then the bag over his head goes over his body, too. Sexy. And they end up dragging him along the ground. Yeah, like, you know when um, little worms are in their cocoon before becoming a butterfly? That's that's Thomas. And they have to drag him up a hill, too. And they get to a point where they're, like, far enough away that they're, like, we're gonna let you walk now because it's too hard to drag you up a fucking hill, which I thought was hilarious. I know. I would be so confused too because during this whole time, Teresa is leaning over to whisper, like, they're blocking me from talking to you. Just trust me. And then also hitting him with the bl- the bu- blunt end of his spear. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, she's sending him mixed signals to say the least. They're taking will they, won't they to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. They have him walk, um, and Teresa is like, they told us to drag him, though. And they're like, why are you, why, why are you saying that in front of him? Yeah. Why are you, Mom, why are you doing this in front of my friends? Yeah, and she's like, it doesn't matter because the plan is to kill him, so that's what we're going to do. Um, and then she also makes, like, an announcement that's saying, like, yeah, we're punishing for what he did to me. And we find out later that that was just, like, her, like, way of, like, getting the girls on her side to help kill him. Yeah, Teresa's gone full-blown psycho mode. Yeah. She's like, we'll kill him in a bit. Don't worry. Everyone rest up. And she suggests they tie him to a tree and feed him so he shuts up. And he's really mad at this point at Teresa. He's like, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Um, and then so we meet two of the girls, Sonia and Harriet. Um, and he starts kind of befriend them. Laying it on thick. Exactly, yeah. And he, he starts to be like, guys, um, I don't think you should kill me. And they're like, okay, tell us why. And he's like, I'm trying to, I'm starting to think like this is all like a task that Wicked has and it's a test. And I feel like you guys aren't supposed to kill me. 
to like show that you respond well to like stand up for the right thing. Thomas would make a great lawyer. He really would. And Sonia says, okay, but Wicked said we have to kill you if we want to get into the Haven. And Harriet also says that Teresa kept selling the idea that Thomas did something yeah. to her. And Harriet's like, I, I'm, I was confused. What is it? And Thomas is like, you tell me. Yeah, I don't like, know. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Um, so the girl, Harriet and Sonia, they're like, okay, Teresa's like out doing whatever the fuck she's doing. Yeah. We're going to have a little girl gang group right now without her and, and see what everyone's verdict is. And everyone's like, no, okay, let's not kill him. Let's not do it. Um, so they all kind of team up. Thomas tells them more about Wicked. The girls are like, okay, yeah, we also think this is a test. And then they're like, Teresa comes back and they're like, okay, you stay here. We're going to go tell her that we're not going to kill you. And Teresa gets pissed. Oh, yeah. So Harriet's telling Teresa and it's it's pretty obvious that Teresa wants him dead. Harriet even comes back to Thomas and is like, I would be careful. Yeah, stay away from her. Around that Because, like, he sa- she says he's, like, she's obsessed with, like, killing him, essentially. Because Harriet said a lot of the dragging of Thomas in the bag. Yeah, that was Wicked's idea. But it was also kind of Teresa's idea. And when she met him in the building and kissed him earlier on, she was being controlled by Wicked. Damn. Which... That would suck to hear. Breaks his little heart. Yeah. They, uh, they end up continuing through the mountain, and nobody seems to care that Teresa's, like, not with them as they're trekking towards the safe haven. Um, but Teresa does kind of pop her head out of nowhere from a tree or something and says, like, Thomas, Thomas, follow me. And Thomas... Being a little, being a little star-crossed lover that he is, is just, like, blindly like, yes, I'll follow you anywhere. He trusts her way too much. So he follows Teresa into this forest. Yeah. And she says, Aris and I can talk in each other's heads. Aris magically appears. And he has a knife. And she's like, we could do this in the glade back when we were both in comas separately. And you don't know this, but... Aris and I are a big part of each other's lives, and he has a knife he's going to hold to your throat now. Uh, and uh, she says, Wicked is all that matters. Her and Thomas were just some kind of test. Yeah, a lot it's of not really good. Things. And she and Aris kiss, and that just, like, really breaks Thomas's heart. And they're like, okay, I know, great. Everybody had their little tasks, but Aris and I had a little special task. We have to get you to go into this little room that exists in the woods somewhere. Was it the kissing or was it the fact that she was like, and by the way, Aris and I are best friends. That really pushed Thomas. I think it was both. Over the edge. Um, But uh, they end up pushing him into this like little room and they're like, you're just going to go in here and we're going to lock you in here. And that's our task. Sorry about it. And Thomas, in his form of self-defense, looks Aris straight in the eyes and asks him what it was like watching Rachel die. <laughs> Bleed to death. He tries to escape. He tries to use Aris's moment of freezing because obviously yeah, you're in shock. Yeah, off guard. And Teresa sacks Thomas and is like, we got to get him in the room. He's got a really bad concussion. Yeah. Teresa closes the door on this little death chamber. It's like a green door that glows in the side of a yeah, cave. Very Wizard of Oz. Just emits like white mist. We don't know what it is. It's this gas something because he passes out. She says, Thanks for being a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he has this dream of Thomas, Aris, Teresa, and Rachel leaving to go to the Glades. Mm-hmm. Thomas and Teresa seem sad to part at that point, which yeah. was really confusing because it, it's clear Teresa does not give a shit about him. Yeah. But then he wakes up and Teresa's swinging this door open, like crying and apologizing and saying that there's only five and a half hours left. So Thomas is 
so confused at these mixed signals. And she's like, okay, I'll explain on the way we have to get going. So she explains that like, she doesn't know why, but that was her test to Wicked was to like make you feel betrayed and get him into this room. So it's a whole thing. Um, and ours is like, yeah, I was just, I had to help too as part of my task. Like, and Teresa's like, I would never kiss him. I want you to know that. Yeah, she says that they were going to kill Thomas if her and Aris didn't do everything that they asked. And he's like, wow, I guess the betrayer sign really makes sense yeah. now. But Thomas is like really butthurt about all of this, though. Because I feel like if you heard like, hey, Wicked made me do this and I didn't want to, you'd be like, hey, I understand. Wicked sucks. Yeah. Also, could you not tell that Wicked controls her brain? Because she says that Teresa started that her telepe- telepath- telepathy? Telepathy, telepathy, whatever, cut off when she was like talking to Thomas. Um, yeah, during this time, like yeah. obviously she can't control a part of her brain. Yeah, like exactly, like she's really at the mercy of Wicked and Thomas. Like, is being just like a little priss about it. Like he can't get past it. Yeah, exactly. Teresa's like, I did what I did to save all of us, and Thomas is like, okay, and I feel like shit because of it. Yeah, but, like what do you want? Yeah, he's like, but my feelings are hurt, and she's like, I was literally trying to save your life. So she asks Aris, she's like, turn around in a moment of passion. And he's like, why? And she's like, just do it. And so she kisses Thomas and she does. And he emphasizes that he feels nothing. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> he starts avoiding her, in fact. Yeah. Well, he does, you know, he's like, okay, well, I guess I should talk to her that she's here. So he tells her about like the memory dreams he's been having. Um, and they end up catching up to the other group that's merged together at this point. <laughs> Yeah, um, you already guessed the worst possible thing could be happening. Dust and storm and possible lightning starts kicking up around yeah. them. And they, Thomas and Teresa uh, talk in their head. And she's like, I kind of accepted that do- doing what I did meant giving up what we have. Yeah, yikes. And they the fact that Thomas person. still couldn't hear that and be like, hey, I can look past this is so mean. I know. Um, but they uh, end up working their way. They get to the safe haven, which is just a stick in the ground with a little flag sticking on it that says safe haven. They do. I do love the part when Brenda and Teresa finally meet each other, though, and they're like, nice to meet you. And by the way, Thomas and I snuggled in a car, and oh I'm going crazy, and I will kill you. Yeah. I was like, go off, Brenda. Yeah. Me. Honestly, I'm Love Brenda. triangle. I'm fine. I'm fine being Brenda. That's me. So they get to the safe haven. It is just a stick with a flag. The storm is happening, and that's not good. And as the storm is starting... The sections of the desert start flipping over. Yeah. So I... Like a fucking video game. Yeah. I assume it's like a circular sort of a platform. Um, Flips. There's no more sand anymore. And it is just uh, like a platform you get on a roller coaster. Yeah. One of the ones that you kind of shoot up in the air. And there's just like pods in the middle of all of these like 30 different sections of the desert flip over. And they recognize these pods all too well because they were in the control room when they got out of the maze. Those are the griever pods that the grievers charge themselves in. So not good news. Are we about to get some grievers or are we getting something worse? We don't know. About 30 coffin things are out there. (laughs) They slowly open up. Teresa is like, Tom, maybe we should go check out the coffin things. And as she says that, um, you guessed it, a monster comes out of the pods. Yeah, I, they're described as like a giant zombie that's naked and they have like bulbs 
on them, like cysts almost. Yeah, I kind of imagined like they're very tall and and like they start off tinier in their legs and then they go up and yeah. expand outward and they have like really big shoulders that mm-hmm. are kind of hunched over. Yeah. And their heads are, their neck is like straight. With yeah, their head. and they, they don't speak human words. They just make noises and they attack. They're a bit taller. They got sharp blades coming out of them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas starts fighting them, as does everyone. Everyone gets their own individual yeah, monster. There's like one monster per person, yeah. And he learns from watching Teresa fight that what you gotta do is you gotta knock out these orange, essentially like light bulbs that are on them. The bulbs, the, the little cysts. All over their body, yeah. Yeah. And that will slow the monster down. Yeah, that, that's eventually what kills them. Like, once you get the last one, they're, they're done. It's like whack-a-mole. And it doesn't really matter because, once again, terrible lightning storm is happening. And yeah. once the lightning starts up, it just absolutely decimates Yeah, the and so eventually enough monsters, like, get dead. And, like, Teresa and Thomas, they're like, we gotta take cover. So they're like, let's go hide in those fucking pods. Yeah. Maybe, like, that's the part we're supposed to do. And also that's gonna give us cover. Uh, Brenda and Jorge join them, so they're all kind of cramped in this little pod together. For ten minutes. For ten minutes, but then lightning cracks the ceiling of it, and water starts flooding in, so they're like, okay, we gotta get out. But that's when they see that there's a berg where the safe haven stick is, and they gotta make a run for it, because it's about to fly away. Oh, yeah, this helicopter sleigh just goes on the ground and is like, I'm here, and then starts lifting off, and is like, Mm, but only for a second. Yeah. I'm only at the party Oops, for a second. I touched down. So they have to start running and jumping, but before they can jump onto the helicopter, another fucking set of <laughs> what monsters. What an action movie moment. I know. Monsters, like, flank the sides of the helicopter, and they have to fight yeah. these. But they all get into the Berg, even Brenda and Jorge, so it's, all, it's a good thing that they all get there. I was really half expecting for them to, like, look over and, like, one person's down there still. Yeah, I was pretty happy that um, all of them made it on. They all jump on. There's one guy with Wicked who is like, who who is this about Brenda and Jorge? Jorge? And he tells Thomas that he has to choose one of them. And Thomas ends up like tackling this guy, stealing his gun and being like, no, heart. <laughs> first he says, well, first he says that he can kill her about Brenda. And the guy's like about to throw Brenda out. Yeah. Thomas attacks him. But I feel like I would, I would always trust Thomas. I'd be like, whatever. I know it, you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So he figures it out. Um, but he still all ends up being well. Safety's near. But Thomas still can't get over this Teresa thing. This whole Teresa being held against her will by Wicked. I know. And it's like. Why? He's the, victim blaming. The wicked guy just told you, nah, trials are done. Y'all can just chill. Yeah. And this is what you're worried about again is Teresa. They have another talk of essentially what to do. I don't trust you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Everyone falls asleep and Thomas wakes up to like a world of all white. Like now he's in yeah. a padded room. Brenda telepathies him, which is weird and she said things are going to get bad and that's when he wakes up in the padded room and you think oh it is oh you said brenda i think you said teresa tom wakes up teresa now he's got two girls talking yeah now he's got teresa telepathing him saying like hey thomas are you okay like wicked told us like some really bad things i've been trying to get in touch with you Mm -hmm. and like apparently you have the flare like super badly it's beyond repair and thomas just tells her to leave her like leave him alone because he thinks it's another fucking test yeah yeah and she's like okay but before i do which i think would add a little more salt to the wound she's like bt dubs wicked is good 
Yeah, so it's like, damn, what's going to happen? Are we sure, Teresa? Are we sure? But we get an epilogue. We get we get another email from our lovely Ava Page to her wicked coworkers, our Chancellor Ava Page. Mm-hmm. She says the trials, they're going okay. And next step in this book series is that they're all going to get their memories restored. And the real kicker is that some of these people that they've all been told they have this disease, some are immune and some are not to just add more variables in. So we now know that some people are gonna are gonna have a fucking disease inside them. And the book ends on the last line saying that the actor who played Mino is 37 years old today. What? I thought it was a weird line to add in. No, I, I'm not. I just, I wrote that down. I want everyone to know that Mino was 37 years old. Was he 37 when he was in the movies? No, but I looked up his age and he was born in like 1981, which really threw me off. Yeah, well, the movies came out in like, what, like 2015? Yeah, I guess he was fine. Yeah. I mean, he is fine. But he, even looking at photos of him, he does not look 40. Yeah. Good for him. Well, I mean, like, he was probably 20-something when he did Maze Runner. <laughs> yeah, maybe his IMDb hasn't been updated. Maybe, honestly, I am looking at photos of him from 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get some more facts, and then we're going to come back to you with a more educated assumption of this information. Yeah, and so that's the summary of the Sports Trials. And that's the summary of the Sports Trials. Is we that did the it. actor Mino never ages. <laughs> Maggie, you're a journalist. You're supposed to be fact-checking yourself. <laughs> um, let's move into our top five. This is our, this is a really exciting top five for us. This is our top five additional trials that we could have added to the Scorch. Yes. Um, coming in really hot at number five, I think it would be great if we got a July 4th hot dog eating contest out hey, of Mark Later's. why add independence into it? Just do it any old day of the week. <laughs> Just make it a Tuesday. Make you it know, a Thursday. Uh, yeah. Make hey, it every day. Yeah. Well, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday hot dog eating contest. It's a bracket. <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of fun. Um, number four, uh, we want them to get their jump shots and uh, who can dunk the best. So put a, a single basketball hoop in that desert. Sounds like a great time. Because what says hope more than hops? <laughs> Put that on a fucking shirt. No. Listeners, if any of you make t-shirts, please put that on a shirt, okay? Hops for hope. Uh, Hops for hope. <laughs> number three. Laura suggested this one earlier, and I agree. We need to see these gladers get a number from a girl. They can survive, but can't. do they have game? That's Which what I want to know. Which glader do you think would have the most game? I feel like Nino. Really? Yeah, who do you think? I think Newt. I think Mino is a little bit too cocky that I would be turned off. That's why I think he's so cocky that I feel like he could get it easily. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Newt is like, he's not like a, like a girl's guy, you know? He's not like oriented of like, I'm trying to like hook up tonight, you know? We'll both write dueling fan fiction about... (laughs) Laura and I go, we we both have to start off going to the same bar. That's where the fan fiction starts. Yeah. And then we both meet the opposite. Uh, you meet Mino and I meet Newt. Yeah. And then we we have the listeners pick which one's hotter. Ooh, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be really fun. I think it'd be fun. Um, Number, oh my gosh, we're already on number two. No. Yes, we are. We are number two. Oh my gosh. This is, um, this is one Maggie came up with and I also have to humbly agree with this. Uh, we think a great trial for them would to be to last 10 minutes on the next bus, on the next date. That's how you make the yeah. money. So they have to go on a next date from MTV's Next. Um, bring that show back, honestly. They can't hop off, hop off the bus and be nexted for anything. No. They can't have a weak handshake. They can't have khaki pants. They can't be wearing sandals. But they, and they gotta last 10 minutes. <laughs> you gotta bring your whole... <laughs> I love 
love the idea of like one of those lightning storms happening and they just wake up and the big black next bus is there. <gasps> well, I'm imagining like the gladers <laughs> stepping off the bus and then that fact card pops up next to them. Yeah. And it'd be like Thomas like doesn't have any memories. <laughs> doesn't have any memories. Has a, has a girl that he's kind of in love with. Oh, for sure. That's so funny that you had facts because I just had things that I ruminate about, which is like Thomas hasn't showered in four days. I mean, I would say things like that too. Yeah, that's but, true. But, you know, clothes are burned off. <laughs> okay, and coming in at number one for... T- wait, wait, pause. Okay, should pause. My, should my Maze Runner fan fiction be all of them on the next bus? <laughs> wait, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Because if we put new Thomas... Nino, maybe fry pan, fry pan, Aris and fry pan. That's five. Albi can be re-erected. Yeah, resurrected. Perfect. So is Teresa the one that they're trying to go on a date with? I feel like it's just a rando. It's Lauren, Nike. It's it's us. (laughs) And coming in at number one for top five additional trials, we said skip it. The toy. You know the thingy for your feet. Oh, I miss having a skip it. I love those. Oh, I bought one during the pandemic, and I don't know where it is. That's fucked. I know. That's fucked. Who knows? Um, but that moves us to our canceled character of the week. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I I I thought about this one, and I don't think this is a right choice. I picked the Rat Man. Um, oh. Because I feel like he's from Wicked. He was being like kind of taunty and mean while they were like just trying to get some answers, and he's like, "I won't talk to you until this clock strikes a certain time." So he's kind of a dick. So I canceled him. Okay. Um, I am going to, and I know we are just sticking up for her. I think I want to cancel Teresa. Wow. I don't think she had to go as hard as she did on it. I really? Guess- I would cancel Brenda before Teresa. Okay, well, Brenda has undiagnosed borderline personality disorder, so I have to love her. Wow, relying on a crutch, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay, yeah, and, I, and I, you're probably right, and I know I'm probably wrong. I will, I will, um, bow to the rat man. Really? But, I was gonna make a case for Jorge, too. Oh, really? That means you almost killed Nino. Oh. I, you know, I think Jorge's doing what he can to survive. Or should we cancel long hair from the, the crank party? Oh, the guy who shot Yeah, Thomas? and oh. drugged them. Yeah. Okay. Blondie? Oh, wow. Yeah, both of them. Let's cancel the, 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 the three cranks. We'll cancel the party, though. Wasn't yeah, fun. we're going to cancel the party. Boo. Boo to the party. Wow, this is the first time we both just changed our answers because we were both like, I don't agree with what I said. Yeah, Well, you did fair. agree with what you said. I didn't agree with what you said. I do and agree. I also didn't agree with what I said. I am, uh, unfortunately, I'm Team Brenda. Wow. So. I'm really interested to see how you still think that in the third book. I mean, you're farther than me, so yep. you know I already more. finished it, so. You're our little sage And I didn't God. say any spoilers this entire episode, so. That deserves five stars on our Apple Pods and Spotify listeners, don't you think? And you know what else that deserves? A follow on our Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And maybe one on our Twitter and TikTok too at YahWeReddit. And maybe it deserves an email as well. Present at gmail.com. Please write to us. We would love to hear from you. And I think that's it for this episode. That's it. Okay, next next week we are reading The Death Cure. I always forget the third name. Yes, the that's name it. Of the third. Kill, death Cure. Because then they, they get so confusing once you get to four and five, those prequels that we're going to read with special guests. Um, but we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Love you. Love you, bye.